Welcome to the Beyond Rich Podcast, where we talk about all of those turning point moments that changed everything and the mindset it took to get there. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Beyond Rich Podcast. I'm Natalie Lemus Hernandez, your host. This is part two of how to get started in real estate investing. This episode, we're going to dive deep into how to analyze your first deal. So if you've ever wondered about how to actually see if a deal is good or not, and the category and the qualifications for a good deal, hang in there, grab your pen, grab your paper, and let's go. A good rule of thumb is you want your expenses to be no more. I mean, 35% would be really, I feel like would be too high for my liking. I really like my expenses to be, you know, 32% max. You know, I, I love like anywhere from like 28% to 32% expenses. Okay. So then that is what you, you take your income, minus your expenses, and you get your NOI, net operating income. Maybe someday I'll create you as a template or something with some like checklists and then just put it on my imaginary website. If anybody is listening and they like know how to make like See, I just don't want to do any of this. I need to find someone. Are you listening? Anyone that knows how to do like, what do they call them? Lead pages. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out here doing a podcast. What? Like a sales funnel or something. Yeah. Just hit me up. Um, okay. Except for my actual team at work is they listen. Probably if they're listening, they're like, Natalie, no, we need you focused at work. So, okay. Let me get back to on track. So yeah. NOI, net operating income. Net operating income is not your cash flow. Okay, friends, unless you're buying it 100% cash, you will have debt on the property. And so you will have to anticipate for your debt. So um, there is a free resource online that I love. It is called mortgagecalculator.com or mortgagecalculator.org. I can't remember which one it is, but it's one of those. And you can go to that resource online and you can type in, you know, your loan amount, you can type in the interest rate. And that's another thing too, like you can, you can call any lender and just say like, Hey, I'm thinking about this, this or that and the other, and they can give you what the interest rate is today. So you will know what to plug in. So, um, anyway, so you plug that in and that will give you your monthly payment for your principal and interest for your mortgage. So then you need to deduct that from your net operating income, right? And that will give you your true cash flow on the property. And that's that's the number that you that you really need to hit. And for Ugo and I, we have a standard that and people might think, "What? Really? Like your life is just a reflection of your standards. That's it." Like our real estate portfolio is just a reflection of the standards that we hold our money to. And Obviously, like we've learned over the over the, you know, 10 plus years that we've been investing and we didn't necessarily have these standards right in the beginning. Our standard in the beginning was just like get in the game, you know, but now we have a standard that we won't do any deal unless it gives us a 10 percent cash on cash return. Okay, so and and don't ever be above Googling anything like this is. I Googled my way here. Like, did I take a professional class in any of this? No, I had great mentors. I was persistent AF, asked a ton of questions, and I Googled my way to the top, you know, like honestly, and then the grace of God, like I can never, ever, ever 
ever under like understate that. That's actually part of the reason that I stopped one-on-one coaching because a lot of times, like, I don't know how to describe that. Like, anyways, that's just between you and God. Like your spiritual journey impacts your success. There is no, and, and financial success is just one small sliver of, of true success. Hence why the podcast is called beyond rich, not just be rich. Right. Okay. So, um, you like my little rabbit holes. <laughs> so, um, here's another rabbit hole for you. Uh, cause this is my podcast. I do whatever I want. So, um, shout out Danielle. I don't know if you're listening to this, but, um, Danielle, I've known her since kindergarten and she does my nails. I'm holding up my nails that you can't see them because you're listening, not watching with your eyes. And she, she tells me like every time she's like, Natalie, you have ADHD. I'm like, what I do. I, I, I didn't know that until just recently. And I've gone down rabbit holes learning about it, but I think it's my superpower. So, um, except for right now when I can't remember what I want to go back to. Oh crap. What was I just saying? Roberto? help me out. You don't remember her. Are you not listening to me? Am I, am I boring? Should we cut this episode off? Um, Oh no. Oh, 10% cash on cash return. Okay. So that was it. Yes. Yes. That's a really important nugget. So basically you take the pause right here because I need to look it up because I can never remember which number goes on top. (laughs) Oh God. This is so like, this is so me. And I don't even know, maybe we don't cut this out because this is literally my life. And I just feel like people think that I have everything together. Or maybe they figured out that I don't, but I truly don't like, and I ask me if I care, like, just ask me. Absolutely not. I don't care. I don't care. I only keep the most important information in my brain. Cash on cash. I can't remember. It's the small number on top, right? Guys, math was never my strong suit, but thinking was okay. Annual cash flow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I knew it was this, the small one. So you are going to take your cash flow. So that's your net operating income minus your mortgage payment equals your cash flow, what you're actually going to put in your pocket, divided by the total cash you invested in the property. So the total cash you invest in the property is your down payment amount plus any other cash that you put into it. So example, Right now, Ugo and I are in the middle of a really exciting project. Um, We have an office building close to downtown. It's in the west end of downtown, 27th and Bannock. And we're converting it into basically a kiln, like co-working for salon and beauty beauty providers. So we are going to take, to figure out our cash and cash, we're going to take the um, actual cash flow, right, that we're going to get from after our mortgage, like after all everything that I just ran you through, because we have our income minus our expenses minus our mortgage. Okay, that's our actual cash flow. And we're going to divide that by our down payment for the building and all of the money that we're putting into the building for the improvements to the space. Because that is cash that we had to use to generate that cash flow. Does that make sense? So you're not just going to put in the down payment because what if you go into and you buy this floorplex or whatever and you need to go in and upgrade some of the units. So you spend, I don't know, 15 grand doing flooring, paint, fixtures, whatever. So that's going to go into the dollar amount that you invested. And so for us, we have a 10% minimum. We won't, we, we just can't 
invest in anything that doesn't give us a 10% cash on cash return. Um, It's a pretty high standard. So we pass on most things. And I think that's the challenge I see with um, like 99.99999% of real estate influencers and stuff is they, they don't tell you like how to identify a good deal. And that, ugh, I'm so annoyed by like, I am so annoyed by generalities. Like I literally am so annoyed by generalities, which is probably honestly why I don't talk about real estate investing like almost ever on, oh, I'm like hitting things because I'm going crazy. Um, I don't talk about real estate investing because I hate generalities. I literally hate them. I abhor them. And because I'm like, because people are like, well, is this a good deal or not? So yeah, I'm going to stop it there because I'm going to go. It's going to be way too deep if I keep on going. (laughs) DM me your questions, share this episode and have a great day. Bye. That is how a professional investor thinks. Like they're not just like, oh yeah, invest in this and use BRR, you know, buy it, renovate. What are they? What is that? Buy it, renovate, rehab and refinance and whatever, you know, and it's just like all these generalities. And I, I just roll my eyes at that. So Sorry if I'm getting on my soapbox. I need to calm down. I just need to calm down. So I hope this was really helpful. Like I really hope that this showed you that it is all math, that 10% cash and cash return is a really great standard. Um, you know, I I just, uh, we are cash flow investors, Uo and I. Um, we're not appreciation investors. Appreciation investors is a whole nother thing. What do I mean by that? Um, appreciation investing is you buy something and then you just hope and pray that the market is going up and you sell because the market, it took your asset up with it. Um, that's, that's, I mean, that's a totally okay strategy. That's just not our strategy because ultimately what, what our goal has been and what our goal is, is to have a passive income machine because we have a business that provides us income. So we're looking for, and like most people have a job that provides them income. And, and so, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to make money. So appreciation people might say like, well, appreciation, you know, I can sell it and I can make 250 grand. Whereas like you're maybe only making, you know, two grand a month or whatever, but it's like, but for, for us, you know, once we have that paid off, that goes to five grand a month, obviously I'm making these numbers up, but that income stream is in perpetuity versus you cash out, and now what do you do with that 250K? You put it in the stock market and hope it does well. You put it in another investment. Like there's a lot of ways to make money. And like if there was an appreciation person sitting here, like we would argue back and forth. But it's all about your personal goals. Like what do you want? What do you and your spouse or partner want and see? So yeah, I'm going to stop it there because I'm going to go. It's going to be way too deep if I keep on going. <laughs> DM me your questions, share this episode and have a great day. Bye.